Well, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to you. It is good to see you here. Uh, those watching online, man, we're so glad that you are with us. Wherever you are, whether here or there, we are Faith Church all together. And uh, if you're watching online, I would love for you just to real quick at whatever platform you're watching, would you just type in your name and let us know that you are watching. Um, this gives our team an opportunity to say hello. And then even our staff, we, we're going to go back later in the week and read over each of those names. And we want to pray for you by name. Um, and so if you just put your name in the chat, let us know that you're watching. And we want to be able to pray with you this week. And those of you that have uh, gone through the snow and the haze to get here in the room this morning. Well, I'm really glad you made the trek to be here. If you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to get there in just a minute. How many of you have heard the phrase, practice makes permanent? Anybody heard that phrase before? Uh, practice makes permanent. I, I really do believe that that which we practice, that which we repeat, and how we go about our practice in our life, that is what eventually gets cemented into the routines and it becomes like muscle memory for us. And this year, we have kind of set as our theme for the year this, this word, practice. You know, from early on, the early church, they had many spiritual practices that they did on a regular basis that helped shape and form a deeply rooted, established, rich faith. I believe that as followers of Jesus, we need to have a faith that is well-practiced, a faith that is well-rooted and established. Jesus said it like this, that the rains are going to come. It's going to rain on the just and the unjust. The rains are going to come, and depending on how you have built, the foundation of your life will depend on how well you weather the storms of life. 2020 was a bit of a storm. It's still going for many. I believe that the strength of our faith is revealed in how we weather storms that come our way. And Jesus says, if you want to have a faith that is well-tested, that is strong, that endures beyond every storm and season of life, you need to have a faith that is practiced in living out the teachings of Jesus. This is our aim this year, to learn what these spiritual practices are so that they can become a permanent fixture of our life of faith, so that no matter what comes our way, we're going to stand with a strong faith that endures in every season. This is what we want. This is what it looks like, you know, our, our, one of our key verses this year is Mark chapter 12. We read it in the middle of our worship set. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. These five things we're going to talk about throughout this year. And we're going to explore a spiritual practice that coincides with these things. Why? Because more than anything, we want to live a life this year that says, I love the Lord with all my heart. That there is something that is so surrounded at the forefront of the Christian faith. It is to live a life that is in love with Jesus. And from that love flows all of the other patterns and decisions and having a life formed and rooted in this faith. And one of the things that we want to start the year talking about is this practice of prayer. 
we want to practice prayer. And, and so we, uh, for the last three years, we've started our year as a church in 21 days of prayer and fasting. We've started our year saying we're going to give the first part of the year in, in consecration and dedication and setting it aside as holy for the Lord. And, and so we're going to fast and we're going to pray. It just so happens that this year, this is kind of the, the line of uh, sermons that the Lord kind of has us on for this first part of the year. So we're going to not only study prayer, but we're also going to have an opportunity to practice prayer. And so if you haven't yet jumped in and made the commitment to do the 21 days of prayer and fasting with us as a, a church, I want to encourage you before you leave today to pull out your phone, text the keyword 21 days to our texting line and, and make the commitment to do it. If you never say yes, then you'll be like, well, maybe I'll do it. You won't do it. You won't do it. But if you make a commitment, say, no, I'm going to go public. I'm going to let them know I'm going to do it. You have a higher possibility of actually following through. You're not going to do it perfect. You might miss a day. I would encourage you just don't miss two days. Right? Like, like you don't have to do it. It's not a performance, friends. It's a practice. And so we want to start our year in this way, and we want to look at this idea of practicing prayer. And, and I think one of the key things is, as we kind of unfold some of this idea of prayer is I just want you to realize that prayer is about building a relationship. Prayer is this communication tool that we have where we simply are talking with the Lord. And we're developing a, a friendship, a relationship with the Lord. And so the best approach to prayer the best approach to practicing prayer is to approach it from a relationship and how you would build a relationship with somebody is you would talk to them. Why? Because you want to get to know them. That's the point of prayer is to get to know the Lord. You know, how we see our relationship with God will affect how we approach him. In the New Testament, the Greek word used for prayer is prosukomai. Now, this word comes from two words, pros, meaning toward, and ukomai meaning the face. In, in other words, prayer means coming to God face to face. It's just coming before the Lord and, and being able to look at him and him knowing that he is looking back at you. Think of it like two people who are in love and they just stare at each other in their eyes and they have conversation. You know, the most meaningful conversations you'll have with your spouse are the ones where you're looking at each other, making eye contact, and just sharing what's in your heart. There's something that forges a relationship in that. And the same thing is true in, in a relationship. Or think about how a mother might look deeply into their eyes of their child and the affection and the adoration and just the sheer delight of being able to be in the presence of their loved one. This is the, the idea of what prayer really looks like. And we as a body, as followers of Jesus, we want to jump into and learn how to practice our prayer. How can, how can we get better at doing a relationship with God? Because if I'm honest with you, prayer can feel really awkward sometimes. It, it can feel like, I don't know if I'm saying the right words. Did I, did I like, do, do I stand? Do I kneel? Do I lay down? Do I like do some hand signals? Like what do I have to do in this to make it, because I don't want to like lightning to strike and I want it to work. And, and, and so we, we kind of get this feelings of like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not really worthy. I'm not really a good enough person. That's, 
I mean, there are professional people who pray. That's the pastor's job, isn't it? I'll just tell him that I need prayer, and then he can pray for me. And it, but the reality is this, that God wants to have a relationship with you personally, and the only way to get better at something is to practice it. It's just to start. And, and today I want to share with you a few things from Scripture that will help you get started in the practice of prayer. So whether you feel like, oh yeah, I got this. I've, I've got a robust prayer life. I've got a list and a journal and scriptures. And I, and I know who and where and how. And I've got all of, you might be like an expert ninja level prayer warrior person. And you might be somebody who's like, I just don't want to curse when I talk to God. Like that's really all I'm hoping to accomplish. Like that's my starting point. Wherever you are in that spectrum, I believe today I want to share some things that will help you get started with this deeply spiritual, profound practice that will absolutely transform your faith. That will establish it and root it and help it to grow stronger and stronger. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus and his disciples were together and his disciples come to him and say, Lord... Would you teach us to pray? And this was right after Jesus got done praying himself in a certain place, it says. And his disciples were there and they're like, hey, uh, teach us how to do that. Like, like that seemed different than what we've seen modeled for us. We want to learn to do that. They didn't say teach us how to perform miracles. They didn't say teach us how to win the lost. They didn't say, teach us how to get to heaven. They said, would you teach us how to pray? I think for the disciples, they understood that learning to pray was essential to learning to have faith. And that for the early church, they understand that, that there was a desire to strengthen a relationship with God the Father rather than just form a belief. Your belief is definitely your starting point in all of faith. In all of Christianity, it always starts at a point of belief. But I believe that the, the goal of these spiritual practice isn't to, to grow a strong belief system. It's actually to grow a strong relationship. And prayer is essential. Why? Because prayer is the communication tool that God has given to us. You cannot grow in relationship without communication. Some of you have scars and wounds internally from relationships that did not work out because you did not know how to communicate. Some of you are experiencing tension in relationships because communication isn't working right now. Your relationship with God is so incredibly important. That's why prayer is essential. I think the, the practice of prayer is something that we can repeat in our lives. Mark Batterson says it like this. He says, when you pray regularly, irregular things begin to happen on a regular basis. One of uh, a messianic rabbi named Abraham Heschel said it like this. He says, prayer is not a stratagem for occasional use, a, refu a refuge to resort to now and then. It is rather like an established residence for the innermost self. All things have a home. The bird has a nest, the fox has a hole, and the bee has a hive. 
A soul without prayer is a soul without a home. Weary, sobbing, the soul, after roaming through a world festered with aimlessness, falsehoods, and absurdities, seeks a moment in which to gather up its scattered life, in which to divest itself of of enforced pretensions and camouflage, in which to simplify complexities, in which to call for help without being a coward. Such a home, that is prayer. Continuity, permanence, intimacy, authenticity, earnestness, are its attributes for the soul. Home is where prayer is. The disciples wanted to learn how to pray because they knew prayer was the oxygen that their soul longed for. If we're going to love the Lord with all our heart and with all our soul, it's because we've learned how to love him through a practice of prayer. Through the practice of prayer. For the next few weeks, we're going to explore what has been known as the Lord's Prayer. You can find it in Luke chapter 11 and in Matthew chapter 6. We're going to look at it and study for the next few weeks uh, the Lord's Prayer uh, from Matthew chapter 6. Now, the Lord's Prayer is both a prayer you can pray and it is a pattern to show you how to pray. It is both and and used in both ways. And we're going to explore looking at the different components of this prayer of adoration and intercession and contemplation and, 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 and this moment of, of um, making a request known to God and spiritual warfare and all of these components that are like prayers or types of prayers. We're going to see found here in the Lord's Prayer as we set our hearts to explore and learn more ourselves about about prayer. Matthew chapter 6. I want to start in verse 5 though. Before we get to it. This is what it says. Matthew 6 verse 5 says. And when you pray. Don't be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues. On the street corners. To be seen, to be seen by others. Truly I tell you. They've already received their reward in full. But when you pray. I love that. When you pray. I don't pray. Yeah, but when you do start, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. So if you were wondering who people were talking to when they closed their eyes and start talking to what appears to be no one, they weren't talking to you, and they were not crazy. They were talking to God, most likely. Pray to your father who is unseen, then your father who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans. I find it interesting that even pagans pray. So just because you can pray and you do pray or people ask you to pray, it doesn't make them a follower of Jesus. It just means they understand that there's something to this prayer thing. You can have a marriage certificate, but if you're not growing in your love relationship, that marriage really isn't all that strong. You can show up to church and carry a Bible, but that doesn't mean that your faith is going to stand the test of 2020 all over again. Even the pagans know how to pray. Scripture says that even the demons believe in Jesus. The reality is, are you doing it with a heart that says, God, I want to get to know you and I want to have a relationship with you? 
Or is this just some belief that I believe I've been taught? Grandma told me I needed to pray every day, so now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep if I die before I wake kind of prayer. Where, where are you? There's a motivation and a growth and a, and a relationship to this prayer. So he says, don't keep battling, babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Don't be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Do you get the relationship already? It is a loving father who desires to have conversation with his kids to get to know them as they get to know him and to hear what's going on in their life, to have a conversation, to talk with the Lord. This, then, is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But deliver us from the evil one. Prayer, I believe, I want to I share three things with you to help you get started in your practice of prayer. Or to make a commitment to say, I'm going to do these, I'm going to practice praying each day. I want to give you three things real, real quick, real basic. They're going to sound so simple, you're like, I don't know. In fact, here's the first one. Number one, keep it simple. When you pray, keep it simple. If you're going to practice prayer, keep it simple. I love the Lord's instructions. He says, don't, 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 don't go make a show. Don't make it complicated. Just get in a room by yourself and start talking to your father. That's it. Like, he already knows what you need. So you don't have to like butter them up with like really fancy words or like uh, a whole lot of extra jargon. No, no, just keep it simple. I remember one time uh, I was at a gathering and they asked me to, to pray for uh, the food. And so I got up and I was in ministry at the time pretty early on. And I got up and I said, Lord, thank you. Amen. And everybody who was really hungry loved that prayer. And everybody who was like expecting like to like have to stay there for a minute, they were like, what's happening? It's just simple. This morning, I, I was kind of tossing in my sleep. It was around 3 o'clock this morning, and I was really uncomfortable. And all of a sudden, people just started coming to my mind this morning. And I don't really know why they were coming to my mind. I don't know if it was because I had too much sugar yesterday trying to get all my sugar in before I started my fast. I don't, I'm not, not really sure what contributed to All I know is they were coming to my mind. And so I just said, Lord, would you bless this person? That's all I prayed. Like really, really simple and basic. Pastor, didn't you like go to like Bible school? And yeah, I sure did. Got a lot of education and training, read a ton of books. I study script, yep, all the time. And I honestly, I have found that sometimes the simplest prayers are the ones that are the most personally profound and powerful at times. Wasn't it Jesus who said you have to come into the kingdom like a little child? If you're going to practice prayer, I say we just start by keeping it simple. Keep it simple. This instruction of Jesus here in Matthew 6, verse 5 through verse 9, where he's saying, get in your room, don't babble on, don't put it into a performance, just be honest and be with God. He already knows what you need anyways. 
It's tucked right in. This, this whole discourse on prayer is tucked in a section where Jesus is um, kind of confronting the practice of piety and helping his followers learn to practice humility before God. I don't think that we need all of the lights and the shows and the things and the high dress and you've got to, you know, make sure you didn't mess up the night before before you start talking to God. I think simply put, God will always meet you at your point of faith. Whether you feel like you've got a lot of faith or like you barely got enough faith just to muster the prayer, he always meets you in that moment. He's on standby waiting to have a conversation with you. And it's talked into this, this, this dialogue where Jesus is talking about when you give to people, don't make a show of it. When you fast, take a shower, wash your faith, don't look like you're sick. Try, don't do things to get attention. When you pray, don't make a show of it. Why? Because he's saying it's just simple and basic and you're not performing for God. You're practicing building a relationship and just being with God. It's a practice of your faith. You know, I think prayer and fasting always are, are often linked in Scripture. Prayer and fasting go hand in hand so well. The fast that we're challenging you as a church, so that our staff and our team, that we're all choosing to participate in, and we want to encourage you to consider participating in the fast portion of this. It's called the Daniel Fast, where we make a decision to eat vegetables and fruit and whole grains and uh, nuts and those kinds of, of, of plant-based kind of diet and eating and kind of foregoing the sugar and the dairy and the meat and some of those sorts of things. And it's based in, in, in Daniel, uh, where Daniel made a decision how he was going to eat. And, and so we're just saying we're going to deny ourselves these things for 21 days in an opportunity to disconnect from the world so that we can forge a greater connection with God. And, and Jesus is telling us that it's good to fast. You should fast. It's part of what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus is part of the practice of our faith is that we would fast. And so if you've never participated in a fast, I want to challenge you to get started and, and join us. It all starts today, and it goes for 21 days, three weeks. We're going to journey. We're going to fast. We're going to do some fasting and at the same time commit ourselves to prayer so that we can begin to form and forge a deep, rich, robust faith as we dedicate and kind of set the year off right, recognizing that this year, it's not about us. It's not about the external. It's not about what it looks like. It's about having a faith that is well-practiced and well-lived out, about having a relationship with God that is growing, that is robust, that is richly and deeply formed, through the practices of obeying Scripture. This is what we're after. And I think that it's important that we jump in with these things. Listen, you can keep prayer simple. Why? Because God loves you. He's your father, and he loves you. Remember when your kids were learning how to talk? When they said the wrong word, you loved it all the more. Like we have videos of our kids mispronouncing words. Because it absolutely made our day, made us laugh and giggle. And sometimes the more inappropriate it sounded, the funnier it was to us. Don't judge me, but it was funny. We just made sure they didn't say that word loud in public. But when they were learning, 
to practice to talk. We thought it was wonderful. Friends, your father loves you. Your father in heaven loves you, which is why you can pray simply. Listen, God isn't measuring your faith based on the word count in your prayer. He's not measuring your faith and his relationship with you and how much he matters to you based on how many words you use in a prayer. Keep it simple. Number two, keep it real. Keep it simple. Keep it real. You don't need to role play before God. You don't need to pretend like you have it all together before God. You don't need to come before the Lord and like try to manipulate him to get you to do what you want. If you have a need, ask. If you have a concern, admit it. If you've messed up and you've sinned, confess it. Keep it real. Don't pretend to be something that you're not. I find it funny, and, and I've had to work at this as a communicator. I'm, I'm not great at it yet, but I've come to realize that uh, the tempo and even the fluctuation of my voice, it changes when I start to get excited. So when I preach, I'm kind of like amped up, and I'm like in it, and, and it's different than like if I talked at you in a normal conversation like this, I don't think we would ever be friends. Be like, whoa, you don't meet pastor, you experience him. Wow, hold on. Like, like I get that there's a change sometimes when I'm on the stage, and I really do work to try to like remind myself, take a deep breath slow, these are friends, they like you, chill out, right? Like I sometimes have to write these things. Have you ever been Somewhere where somebody starts to pray and all of a sudden you're like, that's not the same person. That's not their normal voice. Like, why have they changed? Did they, we get a transport back to the 1700s and like old ye English these and thous. And you're like, who is this person? And I've never heard them talk like this before ever. You don't need to become someone different when you pray. You don't have to sound more spiritual. Keep it simple. Keep it real. It was Teresa of Avila, who was a saint in the early church, one of the early church mothers. She said sometimes in her prayer time, she would shake the hourglass in hopes that the hour would go by faster. God's not afraid of your honesty. God, please help me not screw up my job today. God, please help me not lose my temper with my kids today. God, please help me not gossip today. Like, be real and keep it simple. Great prayers. A great way to practice your prayer. I I love how the message paraphrase, Eugene Peterson, who put it together, I love how he writes Matthew 6, verse 5 through 9 that we read. Let me read it to you in the message paraphrase. It says, and when you come before God, don't turn that into a theatrical production either. All these people making a regular show out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God, and you will begin to sense his grace. Ah, the world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. 
They are full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with. And he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. Friends, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it real. Why can we keep it real? We can keep it real because God loves the real you. He died on the cross for the real you. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Number three, keep it up. If you want to develop a practice of prayer, keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. Don't stop. If you miss one day, don't miss two. Keep it up. Paul would write to the early church, and he would tell them, pray without ceasing. Be continually in a posture of prayer. For for the church, again, remember, prayer was like breathing for the soul. How long do you go between breaths? Not real long. How long should you go between having moments where you understand that you're there to have communion and build a relationship with God? Not long. Keep it up. Pray continually, which is why it's really good to be able to pray simple and short prayers (laughs) and to be able to keep it real because sometimes you don't have time for a long, hour-long prayer session. All you've got in this moment is you're going from meeting to meeting, thing to thing, appointment to appointment, shuttling kids from thing to activity, and you don't have a lot of time. And so sometimes it's really just that simple, Lord, thank you for being near. Good morning, Holy Spirit. I welcome you today. Would you be with me today? God, I'm feeling lonely. Would you come close? Keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it up. You know, Daniel prayed three times a day. It was his habit. His practice was to pray three times a day. Jesus had a practice. He often withdrew early in the morning by himself. That was his practice. He kept it up. For his ministry, for his life, he kept it up. I think it's about not doing it one time, not doing it two times, but continually doing something. Keep it up. Why are we doing 21 days? Because when you do something for 21 days, you are strengthening a new practice and habit. And you're more likely to continue it on. This is why we're encouraging you to download and use the Lectio 365 app. It's free. It's available on just about every device. And this app will guide you through a time of prayer. There's audio that you can just listen, and then there'll be a pause in between segments, and you can pray yourself. There's moments where if you don't want to do the audio, you want to do it on your own. You can read out the prayers, and then it'll have you to pause for a minute. You can just pause and have your own time of prayer and listening to the Lord. There'll be moments where it'll have you, like this morning, it had you, at a certain point, it says, now lift up those in your church that you know are having a tough time. There are people I just started to list their names. Lord, would you be with this person and this person? Simple. I don't know all the stories. I don't know all the stuff. Just keep it simple, keep it real, and keep it up. This Lectio 365, it's a great aid to help guide you through some prayers so that when this is all over, you have a resource that you can continue to go back to to help you keep up practicing prayer well after the 21 days are done. That's why we decided to take this approach. Rather than having 
21 topics every day, pray for this, now pray for this. We wanted to give you a resource and invite you to use it on your own so that you could develop your own practice and have it ongoing more and beyond these 21 days. You know, the the disciples followed Jewish customs, and they prayed three times a day. The, The Jews would have morning prayer at sunrise. They would have afternoon prayer at the time of the evening sacrifice in the temple. That was about 3 p.m. And they would have evening prayer, which was as the sun was going down. At nightfall, they would pray again. Three times a day they prayed. For the first and second century church, they would pray the Lord's Prayer three times a day. In the morning when they awoke, in the afternoon, and then in the evening. This, these Hours of prayer were so that they had a system built into their life that would help them pray, continue to keep it up, to keep praying. Friends, if we want to build a practice of prayer, if we're really going to edge into this idea of practicing our faith and letting prayer be that thing for our lives, I think we need to keep it simple, keep it real, and just be willing to keep it up. Maybe set an alarm for multiple times in the day. I don't know. what you, you get to set this. What is it you want to see, you want to do? Keep it simple. Keep it real. But keep it up. Listen, we can keep it up, our relationship with God through prayer, because God's love for you remains steady and steadfast. Every morning, his mercy is new, scripture says. His love is great. Great is his faithfulness towards you and towards me. With a God like this loving us, we can keep up our prayers. We can keep at it. Keep it simple. Keep it real. Keep it up. We can pray simply. We can pray honestly. We can pray continually because that's how God loves us. He loves you. He loves the real you. And his love for you won't change based on how well you prayed that day, how well you didn't pray that day. His love remains the same. Friends, the amount of time you spend in prayer isn't nearly as important as the fact that you connect with God when you I want to challenge you this week as we get started in this idea of practicing prayer. Whether you're doing the 21 days or not, and I I hope that you will. I hope you'll jump in and participate in this. There's something powerful I think is going to happen in your own relationship with God, if if you will, and as you give yourself to this. But whether you're doing the 21 days or not, I, I want to challenge everyone watching and in the room this week. Would you commit to pray the Lord's Prayer once a day? Maybe when you wake up, maybe when you sit with your kids at mealtime, maybe as you're driving to work or to school, maybe it's at night before bed. Set a time for you and if you're living in a house with someone else, maybe do it as a family. Maybe do it one as a personal time and one all together. You do it twice a day. You'll get a gold star, I promise. It's imaginary, but it'll be there. Would you be willing just to pray the Lord's Prayer each day? Remember, it it is a pattern, and we're going to discuss and learn more about this pattern, but it is also a prayer. So 
let's practice prayer this week by making a decision to pray the Lord's Prayer each day this week. If you're here and you say, you know what, I'm going to make that commitment. You're watching online and say, yeah, pastor, I can do that. Would you just hand up and say, yeah, I'm going to commit right here. Bold as can be. I'm going to do that right here. Those watching online, you do the same thing. You put a hand, I'm going to do that. We're going to pray the Lord's Prayer every day this week. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Father, you see these hands. You see with them the hearts that are going behind it. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to just start to practice prayer to develop this new pattern of our lives. Father, there, there's a desire in our heart to grow close to you, to grow our relationship with you. The heads bowed, eyes closed, as we get ready to prepare our hearts for communion. If you're watching this or you're in the room and you know, you kind of have a belief in God, you believe that He exists, but you don't have a relationship with Him. You've never repented. You've never confessed your sin. You've never submitted your life and said, God, would you be the Lord in my life? If you're here today in the room or online and, and you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, would you just put a hand in the air real quick? You can do it right there online as well. In the room, I'm going to take just a minute. If you, you want to start a relationship with Jesus, you've never started those online, we thank you. I see some of those hands. Thanks so much. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Church family, can we pray this prayer out loud? Those online, you pray it right there in your home. Let's pray this together. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you that you sent him to the earth to die on a cross for me. I confess I'm a sinner and I need your salvation. Save me today, Lord. Redeem me. Make me new from the inside out. I give you my life, and I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, we're so thankful, Lord. Those of you that are here or at home, if you'd grab your communion elements, we want to come to the Lord's table together. This is what we celebrate when we come to the Lord's table as, as a body. We are remembering what Jesus has done for us, that his body was broken and his blood was poured out to make us whole and to allow us to have this relationship with him. And each Sunday, this is our practice. We come to the Lord's table and we remind ourselves that we have a father who loved us so much that he gave us Jesus. What I want to do today is I want to read aloud the Lord's Prayer. And you can just close your eyes, and there in the home, you can close your eyes. And then when we're done with the Lord's Prayer, you can take the bread, and then we'll take the juice, and we'll take those moments. Let's, let's bow in prayer one more time. Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come may your will be done on earth just like it is in heaven forgive us this day our daily bread forgive us our debts, our sins as we forgive those who have debts or sinned against us but lead us not into temptation but would you deliver us from evil 
And the juice. Father, this week, we ask that you would be near and that we would know your love and your desire to grow a relationship with us. Not just that we would believe in you, but that we would have a relationship with you. So Lord, help us to practice prayer this week as we keep it simple, we keep it real, and we just keep it up each day. In your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Thanks for being here today. If you need prayer for something specific, we've got a prayer team in the prayer spot, my left, your right. They'd love to pray with you, love on you, encourage you a little bit. It's going to be a great year, a great start to the new year. If you have it, text in the keyword, 21 days to our texting line. Let's jump in and let's do this 21 days of prayer together. Guys, we love you. It's going to be a great week. We'll see you next Sunday. You guys are dismissed.